Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Good morning, sir. Well, another day and uh, crazy news abounds. Yes, absolutely. Uh, The biggest story in the world right now still is uh, the turmoil in the Middle East. Uh, It's not getting any uh, quieter over there. Uh, There's talk now that the Israelis are setting up for a massive troop invasion into the Gaza Strip. Uh, 300,000 troops have been called up, 100,000 supposedly, are at the border. Uh, Egypt, which is the only exit from the Gaza Strip, They're closed. they closed the uh, the exit. Uh, from because, And what was happening was, uh, I guess Netanyahu had said to the people in the Gaza Strip, if you're not with Hamas, if you are an innocent, get out of there. So they were leaving and they were going into Egypt. Well, Egypt said, that's it, no more. Also, I believe Israel was bombing some of the sites near that exit, and uh, the Egyptians said it wasn't safe anymore. Yeah, for, there's for like them. two million people trapped that yeah. can't do anything. Yeah, but I, you know, if I were them, I would take shelter, fend for myself, or find another way out, and not count on any government to help you out. I agree. Uh, it is. Um, it is a terrible situation. The uh, Hamas thugs who initiated all of this uh, have said that they're going to start killing the hostages. I think they already have actually started killing the hostages. The uh, Israeli troops have gone in and found uh, at least 30, possibly 40 uh, executed babies, babies that were decapitated. Uh, one woman who was pregnant was shot in the stomach. She lived, but the baby died. Uh, I mean, this is the the type of of horror that these people are bringing to that region. They've told told the uh, people who live in Gaza, this is Hamas, uh, the Hamas uh, leaders have told the, the residents of Gaza, you cannot exit. You have to stay. If you leave, and if we catch you leaving the country, we'll shoot you. What they want to do, Hamas wants to use the residents as a shield. shield. Exactly. Human shield. So, you know, somebody would call me a radical. I mentioned it yesterday. If I was dealing with Hamas, you cannot deal with them. You have to, in blanket terms, anybody that's a hostage... You have to consider them basically dead because if you say release them, they're going to kill them. Uh, they're going if if they say no, they're ransom. They'll take the money and kill them. It doesn't matter. The, their lives are not important to Hamas, so you have to make Hamas, you know, uh, their lives unimportant to you, and you got to give them the ultimatum that says. Of course, what's happening them. now, Bill, is all of the. Uh... The networks are airing uh, reports from Israel from family members who are begging the countries to do everything they can to uh, rescue the hostages. And Joe Biden spoke yesterday, and he essentially said, um, if you're stuck in Israel, you're on your own. And he didn't mention about going in and rescuing anybody. Well, I don't know. that's why, you know, but somebody's got to make a stance. And I think you have to sit there and just look at taking out Hamas 
and anything connected to it out and give them the ultimatum and yeah. let them see that, you know, the, 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 the day of reckoning is on the way in, in the form of missiles coming or, or planes being launched that carry, uh, the, the warheads to say, I'm sorry guys, but we're, we're, we're done with this. You know, and the problem is the Israelis don't know where the hostages are. So they can't plan a rescue mission if they don't know exactly where the hostages are being kept. And, they, you know, for people to think, well, they can just go in blind and go house to house, uh, that's Not gonna a, work. a recipe for disaster. They say well, the place is booby-trapped. Well, look at it this way. Did Israel know this attack was coming? Obviously, they got caught with their pants down. We got caught with our pants down. So do you think we have a clue as to where they're keeping the hostages? This was well-planned, well-thought out. And those yeah. hostages, um, uh, they, might, they might be, they're not hostages. They're, they're not a card for them to sit there and say, we want this for them, you know, for them. Mm -hmm. it, they're there just as... My question is, do you really think that we didn't know that this was going to happen? No, you, I think we did. I think we did. I think we have people on the inside. There's even Democrats that say there are operatives within the Democratic Party. But we know that some of Joe's appointees, was that Rob Malley, is uh, is one of them. He's a pro-Iranian. Yeah, yeah, he's pro-Iranian, and that he was he was an agent. He's the guy that harbored in that. Uh, hey, let's drop money on the tarmac here. You know, on the you know out of a plane. You know, and that and that's how these guys look at us. You know, hey, we got hostages, you know. Uh, maybe they'll fly a plane and drop a bundle of money out. Yeah, what about that $6 million or $6 billion yeah. we released? Apparently, we didn't well, get it to them yet. So what, why don't we sit there and pull that money back in and say, yeah, you people, know what? You know, people were saying, well, the $6 billion can only be used for certain things, uh, health, uh, drugs, medicines. It, they, there are stipulations on how it can be used. And they haven't touched the money yet. This is what they were saying. This is what the administration was saying. But they were pressed on that. And somebody said, wait a second. If you have $6 million guaranteed for you over here, then you can start using funds from other sources to fund the war. Meaning they, they, right. can, they can start fudging the books. And that's what happened here. They may not have used the specific funds from that $6 billion, but that $6 billion essentially was the collateral for the other money that they were putting into the uh, the Hamas kitty. Yep, exactly right. Um, Representative Mark Alfred of Missouri, uh, he cut to the bottom line. He was on uh, News Nation last night with Leland Vittert, Vittert and uh, here's what he had to say. There are still Hamas militants inside of Israel carrying out attacks. This is unlike anything we have ever seen. It's certainly unlike anything Israel has seen in the past 50 years since the Yom Kippur War. Uh, the USS Gerald R. Ford, one of the most modern aircraft carriers in the world, the U.S.'s most modern aircraft carrier, is headed now into the eastern Mediterranean as a show of force and a show of solidarity with Israel. Congressman Mark Alford uh, is with us of Missouri. Uh, Congressman, it's one thing to send uh, weapons. It's another thing to send an aircraft carrier battle group. Um, what, do you, what, what is the chance, as the general was talking about earlier, of this turning into a regional war where the United States doesn't have a choice but to get involved? 
Leland, we don't have a choice at all, but rather to back the IDF and the state of Israel. We are tied to the hip, tied in a common bond of democracy and freedom. The thugs, the terrorists that you saw going through these homes, taking captive these women and children, shooting grandmothers in the head. These are not militants, these are terrorists, these are thugs. They're the scum of the earth and they need to be eradicated. This is the time now, I am so sick of pussyfooting around this entire thing about uh, um, it, it, whether they're militants or terrorists, these are terrorists. Hamas needs to be eradicated from the face of the earth. Look, I don't want to get into a, a global no, no, war. I, 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 I shrink though, Leland. Yeah, no. Look, I I understand the point, and and I I've been in and I've covered Gaza wars where that was not the stated goal, where the Israelis themselves sort of wanted to reach a detente with Hamas because of the cost of taking them out, right? And they let the bully get stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, then we saw what's happened over the past 40 hours, and now you've got gunmen from Hamas running around inside of Israel. This is something the Israelis even didn't think um, was possible, and now you have this promise from the Israeli government to wipe Hamas out. Whether they follow through on it or not, we don't know. Uh, my, my question for you is not, not so much whether we support Israel, because there, there seems to be universal support uh, for that, at least among uh, a general consensus uh, in the United States and in the US government, but you, you have a US carrier battle group now in the East, heading to the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, what do you put as the possibility that, that it's not just a show of support, that the United States uh, may have to get involved as it's come close to having to get involved before. Well, I would hate to see that happen, but let's face it, the Iron Dome did not work. Hamas overpowered with their thousands and thousands of rockets. Hezbollah has 100,000 rockets ready to go. They've already taken out a satellite installation. We have no choice but to defend Israel. Israel is our closest ally in the Mideast. They are brothers and sisters. And so sending an aircraft carrier with F-16s, F-35s, and other assets is only going to show strength and unity and brotherhood uh, that we have Israelis' backs. I don't know where so this is going we, to we lead. Can, I, we go we can draw a pretty clear line, right, that Iran was behind this. Iran trains, oh, exactly. arms, funds, funds, funds Hamas. So Iran is in a proxy war with Israel. Would you go as far as to say is Iran is in a proxy war with the United States right now? They have been for a long time, and yet this president gave over $6 billion. Uh, it's in the process of going back uh, to Iran's coffers. Now, the Democrats in the White House will say, oh, wait a minute, this is yeah, not no, going, I, it's in a, still in a bank account. That's all BS. Yeah, I know the accounting argument. Um, I'm gonna let you go. I, I appreciate you hopping on on a Sunday. Um, we're going to be talking over this week, and there's going to be a lot of questions between the way the United States deals with hostages, whether or not we negotiate, because there are Americans now involved, and how the Israelis deal with hostages. And caught in the middle is going to be the IDF now trying to eliminate uh, Hamas inside of Gaza. Congressman, That guy always drove me nuts. Leland Vittert, I'll tell you, he used to be on Fox, and uh, he, he's one of these anchors who's really caught up in himself. You know? Oh, yeah, he's, he's uh, sitting there. He thinks he's a diplomat, and he's going to sit there and do yeah, this and that. Exactly. Exactly uh, right. Why don't we just, uh, Leland, just uh, get to reporting the news yeah. and not uh, leave your commentary out of it because I really don't care about it. We are <laughs> essentially at war, and 
the fighting's coming home for probably for the first time. If you don't count 911 here on our soil, there's shells in the soil. We got BLM here that just said, you know, that, yeah, you know what, we're going to, we're going to decolonize the, uh, the United States, the America, and they side with the Palestinians. And I agree with the general, you know, we got to quit pussyfooting around and lives are going to be lost. It's not going to be pretty. And we're going to have to just go in there and do the dirty deed and get it over with. You know, uh, we, we talk about the border being porous, our, our border being porous. And this is a, a, an eye-opening uh, little group of statistics. Um, people that they've, they've caught at our border, they've mm-hmm. caught uh, 6,386 uh, Afghanis. They've caught uh, 3,153 Egyptians at our border. They've mm-hmm. caught 123 Iraqis, 185 people from Jordan, 164 from Lebanon, um, 15,594 from Mauritania, uh, 1,613 from Pakistan, uh, 538 from Syria, 30,830, 30,830 from Turkey, uh, 13,624 from Uzbekistan, and 139 from Yemen. These are the, the ones they caught, not the ones that were gotaways that got through and were successful infiltrating into our country. Something like 1.5 million gotaways. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's mind-boggling. I mean, that's, a, yeah, you know, bigger than a state. And you look at Yemen, you go, well, what are these countries? You know, well, Yemen should strike a familiar uh, court. We talked about it yesterday, the ship that they uh, yeah. they hit in the harbor with. With an inflatable raft boat, you know, one of those little cheap ones that you can buy in a magazine or at Kmart or Walmart or wherever, you know, they they used one of those to, like you said, they had to put the boat, the ship on pontoons. Yeah. And uh, l- let alone the loss of life in that ship when they blew blew the hell out of the side of it in the hull. Yeah. You know, and that was Yemen. And these guys are coming here. Was that the coal, Bill? Was that, that the, was it, coal? the coal? Yeah. yeah. You um, know, I mean... These ships aren't like they're they're technically advanced and they got some mighty warheads on them, but these ships are not built like the old uh, the old battle fortresses that uh, you know the mighty fortresses that we built, right? In like World the Arizona and things like that. Yeah, yeah. When we got our butts kicked before, and we had to sit there and build up a mighty military, and yeah, uh, and we built some behemoth ships. But look, things, you know, look what happened, Bill, with the Arizona and Missouri and these sh- these ships. That uh, the Arizona was a, a giant fortress that was sunk at at its dock at Pearl Harbor, and it was yeah. it, it went down in in matter of minutes. Uh, it, yeah. you know, it doesn't take much, a few well, a few uh, shells in the right spot, and that's it. Even the behemoths we made after that that were bigger than that. You know that even Ronald Reagan brought back into the war. You know, yeah, the, the only thing they really had besides the big thick hulls that took a lot to hit them mm-hmm. were the big guns. Those guns, uh, they they fired hell upon somebody. Do we have to be provoked to that extent where we have a Pearl Harbor, maybe a San Diego this time, 
maybe a, a mecca center like uh, New York, you know, they tested that in 911. Do you think that they know this is going to happen and they want this Absolutely. to happen? Absolutely. Well, okay. The $6 billion, Joe released that, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's basically a credit line. All of a sudden, just shortly after he's done a few things, all of a sudden, the Middle East blows blown up. up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, I'm just and, wondering you know, if they knew when they opened the border, like they did, that bad guys were going to come through. They had to. And then Joe makes that statement well, you know, white people are going to be extinct in the very new in the very near future and in the united states they're going to be the minority really soon yeah probably during his administration because it's planned that way and i'm starting to wonder if you know he really doesn't care he's just giving the american population lip service while he watches us disintegrate and go to hell because he is he's a power hungry let me ask you a question bastard. how much of your life have you spent thinking about whether you're a majority or a minority um till this past since we've done the podcast that's about it I haven't thought about it my, my whole, I, and I haven't cared. If I no. was the minority, just, you know, and that's how I, f I think a lot of minorities have felt. A lot of minorities, up until, up until they had this thrown in their face every day, yeah. they just went well, about their were, lives. I thought you were talking about it in a political sense. I've never really given it a, you know, a big thought, you know, as far as race goes. I've never thought about it, but... When I see what's going on, the division of the people that is being forced to—we're being force-fed racism. And that's all there is to it. That's right. They're trying to divide us, and, and uh, they've done it. And you've got—and uh, I don't like the name BLM, Black Lives Matters, because it's not about blacks. It is something entirely. Well, you know different. what they're doing now, Bill. Black Lives Matter. You know what they said? Uh, I guess yesterday. They, I guess they're they're supporting the Hamas terrorists. Yeah, the Palestinians. Yeah. Yep. They're doing that, and that they're the ones that are saying my they question, want to. But Bill, my question is, um, why are they supporting? What do they have in common with the Palestinians, other than the fact that they want to uh, cause turmoil? Other than that, well, what do they got in common? What does Israel have? Do they have a democracy? They yeah, they do. The, what do we have? A democracy. a democracy. Yeah. What 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 does the left want to destroy, and what would Hamas want to destroy? Our democracy. So what is sure. BLM looking to destroy? So so their issue really isn't one of race; it's one of societal change. That's exactly it, and that's what what I was just saying with Joe talking about white people were the face of that change that they want to make. Turkish President Erdogan, who's supposed to be one of our allies on Tuesday, accused the United States of planning to, quote, carry out massacres in Gaza, end quote, after Hamas terrorists ambushed Israel over the weekend. Erdogan, you know, he has a big army. I think he has the third largest standing army in the, in the, in the world. And I, I find that hard to believe, but I heard that uh, mentioned yesterday, and I thought, well, like, that could be. Uh, but why would Erdogan be saber-rattling at, at us? Well, think of where he is in the region. He's in that region, right? He's in the Middle East, and all of his neighbors are making noise. For example, Iraq. We, we spent how much of our time and money 
trying to rescue those people from, from Saddam Hussein. I mean, even, even if we were wrong doing so, even if we were misled about the whole issue, we still did it. We still had many of our young die on their soil to try to rescue their bacon, okay? We left behind, like we did in Afghanistan, thousands of pieces of equipment, which of course went over to ISIS and other bad guys. But you would think that the Iraqis would be a little uh, appreciative in the long run. But no, Iraqis said, if we get involved with Israel, we become a legitimate target. They call us a legitimate target. That means that they're threatening to attack us too. Iraq, mm-hmm. Iran, Lebanon, the Hezbollah, Hezbollah and Lebanon, they're all making noise. And, and Turkey is making noise. Um, you know, you, go you ahead, look go. at the United States from an attacking point of view. We were kind of perfect. You know, we were surrounded by, you know, we had oceans to the east and west coast. So we could defend that area. Yeah, you got Canada to the north and, you know, South America, Mexico to the south. But we had borders that were easy to enforce. We were, for the most part, impenetrable. You know, we could sit there. Our borders were not open. You could you could come in here the right way, the legal way, but everything was controlled. Joe Biden has taken down those controls, and now they've got inside of our country, they can infiltrate us, and when you infiltrate something, you can tear it down from the inside out. We are now vulnerable. We're a vulnerable nation, and we were the pillar of democracy, the picture of freedom, and what do they want to attack? They don't want, they want to do big social change throughout the world, and what we have and what you've grown up to love and respect, they don't care about. And it's going to be taken away from you because we're allowing us to have, we have to put our foot down and get control of our government. We have to get control of our borders. And then we're going to have to go through and get rid of, or at least vet these people that have crossed, have crossed into our country illegally. Yeah. And, and, as Hillary would say, indoctrinate them. They either well, need to be I think, a part of this society or get out. I think they're going to be shipped back if uh, Donald Trump has his way. According to Bill Malusian, over 150 were ca- caught at our southern border. Uh, they were on the FBI terror watch list uh, this fiscal year alone when Jake Sullivan wa- was asked if Americans should be worried about uh, the the people coming across the border. Here's what Jake Sullivan, the spokesman for the State Department, had to say. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Um, so on the home front, over 150 people who are on the terrorist watch list have been seized along the southern border this fiscal year, and we've reported that there's been a hundred over 1.5 million known gotaways since the Biden administration took office. Is this something the American people should be worried about right now? We continue to remain vigilant about terrorist threats to the homeland from anywhere. It is something that we are very much working on, that we are consulting with the Congress on, that we are seeking to secure the necessary resources to continue to work through. And any time we see any threat stream involving a terrorist threat to the homeland, we mobilize every asset and resource of the U.S. government to go after that. And that includes uh, information and analysis that uh, we have shared with the Congress about 
plots emanating from the Middle East, plots emanating from other places, will continue to do that. We also will continue to take steps to pursue a humane, orderly border policy, and we will work with the Congress in the weeks ahead uh, to continue to get the resources, resources we need to be able to do that. I would point out that in the last supplemental, we actually sought additional funding for the border, uh, which was not forthcoming in the ultimate package that went through. Uh, so the, the Biden administration has said to Congress already, we're looking for more resources to be able to deal with uh, the, the continuing <clears throat> challenges that we have at the border. Yeah. I mean, these guys are, are unbelievable. They continue to remain vigilant. These are the same people who have stood aside at the border and said, come on in. You know, these are the same people who invited these people into our country and who bust them all over the place. But yet he has the audacity to stand up there, this uh, Sullivan, and talk like uh, they're, they're standing guard protecting us. They are doing nothing of the kind. We talked about the people from the countries like uh, Uzbekistan and, and all these other places that are in our country. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention China. How many people are in this country from China who are probably stationed right next to some of our key military bases because they bought the land next to it? China owns the land right next to some of our most secret bases. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You know, you got Russia, you got China, you got India, big countries, right? Uh, do they are are they vulnerable like we are? Well, I don't, why, well I don't I don't think they have uh they're not as appealing to a lot of people as we are. I mean, let's face it. We're giving them $2,500 a month, these people who are coming into our country, more than people who are on Social Security, more than citizens who live in this country, who worked in this country all their lives, and who have retired in this country. They're getting more than they are for a benefit. Come on in the so country. Why don't, we quit, why don't we quit giving that money to these people? Get them out of here. And give it to uh, our people that uh, grew up here, here and worked here. You know, I look uh, hey, look, I, I absolutely believe what you're saying. I agree 100%. Uh, but uh, I mean, this this guy, he doesn't care. Well, I look at him touting, oh, you know, we got the biggest job growth out there, 330,000 or whatever jobs created. Well, wait a minute. Are these still people coming back from that, that we're out of work because of COVID, are these retirees that can't live in Bidenomics, so they got to go out and go back to work again? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, is that what's going on? Or people taking a second job because, well, gas is now, you know, topping over $5 a gallon. Do you know how many Food day- is three and four times more expensive than it was just a couple of years ago. Do you know how much we have in our oil reserve right now? Nothing, probably. 15 days. That's 15 it. days. That's it. You know, when when Trump uh, left office, they were tapped. They were capped off. The the tanks were as high well, as Joe they could gave it be. Away. Joe gave it all away. He yep. gave it all away. And here's 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 the sad news. Where this war is flaring up is driving yeah. up the cost of oil per barrel. Mm-hmm. We let them become the producers again. We shut off our drilling here. We shut off the offshore drilling. I think the only place we got drilling and Joe's trying to figure out how to shut it down is up in Arizona because it belongs to the Eskimo, the indigenous they, people they, of that you mean, area. You mean the, uh, Alaska, not Arizona. Alaska, yeah, yeah. Alaska, yeah. yeah. But in, in Alaska. Because I but didn't know any Eskimos people, in Arizona. 
Uh, yeah. Did I say Arizona? <laughs> yes. No, no. Uh, I mean, I, I could see them retiring. It was an A state. I it was an A state. I could see them retiring to Arizona. But uh, Well, yeah, the, but that would be the Indians. Igloos uh, anyway. don't last very long in Arizona, I can tell you that much. <laughs> no, no, they, they kind of melt away. But no, yes. uh, up in Alaska, because... You know, I, I've got a nephew up there that's uh, one of the one of the foremen, and uh, mm-hmm. that that runs the and they're one of the rigs there, and they they are having to pump out the oil as quick as they can and get as much going as they can because they know that Biden's going to figure out a way to dance around it and shut it down, but he has no control over. You know the what the, does he want you to drive? ASAP. He wants you to drive an electric car. So what better way of getting us into electric cars than to make it so that we can't drive our gas cars because there's no more gas in our country? Well, we can't fly the planes. Last time I checked, uh, we didn't have – you can do nuclear engines, but they we will don't prioritize have planes. planes. They'll prioritize planes, though. They yeah, will get if, the first dibs on the uh, fossil fuel. Well, that's going to have to happen soon because if we got a two-week supply – uh, we are we're barely keeping pace. Remember back in the seventies, the um, the long lines at the gas stations. Mm-hmm. Oh, do I? Yeah, I, I was there. Yeah. Well, we don't have as many gas stations now. We got these Turkey Hills and Sheets and whatever else they're called convenience stores that have cheap watered down gas. If you wonder why your car doesn't run the way it is, because they're stretching the gas. They're putting water. They've always put additives in it, but they put water in it. So. Jake Sullivan was asked also about how many hostages, how many hostages do we have? Listen. Um, on the American hostages, uh, can you first of all tell us how many are we talking about several or a dozen hostages? Um, and do you know anything about their condition at all? We do not know about their condition and we cannot confirm a precise number of American citizens. We believe that there are 20 or more Americans who at this point are missing, but I want to underscore and stress that does not mean necessarily that there are 20 or more American hostages. Just that is the number who are currently unaccounted for. We will work hour by hour both to determine whether we can account for any of those Americans or to confirm exactly what the number of Americans are being held hostage. And we will come back to you with that information as soon as we have it. As you know, very sadly and tragically, the number of dead has risen with each passing hour. And that's true of the total number. It's also true of Americans, which has gone up just today uh, from an earlier report this morning of 12 and 13, now 14. And the sad thing is, I heard this yesterday too, is uh, so many of the bodies were butchered that mm-hmm. that literally uh, they can't identify them just yet. They have been that that uh, desecrated. Yeah, and you know what? In fighting wars overseas, uh, some of it, this is not unusual for certain cultures to do things like that. I mean, you know, my brother told stories of how they would they'd take an American soldier, cut off his head and put it on a stick with his genitals stuffed somewhere that uh, we just won't talk about. But the the gall of this guy trivializing, well, we don't know how many hostages, whether it's 10, 15, 20, something like that. One is too many. But you know what? We're talking about the hostages there. They don't want to keep count of it. They trivialize it. They trivialize the lost kids from the the, the big fires in Maui here just a month ago. We, this this administration, we don't care about life, civilian mm-hmm. life, apparently, do we? It's sad. We are uh, on the precipice of 
something much greater than we would have ever imagined even a month ago. Uh, I think we're on the verge of uh, some kind of a world war. I think that they've allowed terrorist cells into our country. You're going to see some uh, some action from these cells, I think, at key moments during uh, the Middle East War. if we be- The more we get involved in the Middle East War, the more mm-hmm. you're going to see activity over here. So do we wait for them to do something before we react, or do we see it? And do something now to stop well, it. Because- you're not going to get Biden to do anything. Biden is useless. Uh, if you saw his press conference yesterday, he shuffled out like a, an old man in a retirement home. Uh, he uh, gave his little speech, and as the press was yelling questions, he turned and shuffled off the stage uh, like it was in the script, don't take any questions, just leave. This guy is, um, he's being manipulated and run by other people that we don't see, uh, people behind the curtain. Uh, he's sort of like an Oz character, you know? Mm-hmm. But he likes to talk big, you know, lying dog-faced pony soldier, and yeah. all right, I got to go and go to bed now. But, you know, he likes to call names and villainize people, but... You know, he's one of those kids in the schoolyard, you know, you always talk about, oh, the popcorn, take a... I'd like to punch out popcorn yeah. right now. Well, you know, John Kirby is a spokesman for the White House. He's a former admiral. I cannot believe that. That mm. gives that, that, that says to me that many of the people who are in that level, you know, admiral, generals, things like that, uh, they're politicians more than military men. I mean, maybe they mm. were military men earlier on in their career, but they realized if they wanted to get to the four-star level or the five-star level, they had mm. to they had to embrace politics uh, as opposed to uh, being totally military. And there's a difference. Kirby is a politician. He was out speaking in front of the cameras. This is a this is a guy who's an admiral. You know, right. this is a guy who's supposed to exude strength. He was out and he started to cry. Listen. Oh, yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I, it, I'm sorry. It's, it's very, <clears throat> excuse me, very difficult to look at these images, Jake. Uh, it, it, and the, the, the human cost. And these are human beings, their family members, their friends, their loved ones, cousins, brothers, sisters. Yeah, it's difficult, and I apologize. This is a guy who's an admiral. You know, he's supposed to be tough in the worst situations. He's supposed to be a leader, stand tall, even during the worst uh, crisis, and he's and he's crying on camera. I think it yeah, was staged. Well, I, I mean, well, I, I think I, so too. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, this guy Kirby is—he's uh, a politician. Hey. You know what? There is nothing wrong about being emotional. That's showing your human side. I think it was staged show of the human side. But uh, a fighter, a military person, you know, he's he's the guy that's going to, you know. When you say, go into war, you don't want your generals to be crying. No, they want to. You. You, you, you pull up your bootstraps and you get you yeah. put on your helmet and you go to war. And that's that, you know, the, the time for crying is afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, because you're, you're, you're going there to prevent the tears, any more tears than what have already been cried. There are a lot of tears to be cried, but we need to stop any more tears from coming down people's faces because of the, 
the the bloodshed that is going on, the senseless bloodshed. And unfortunately, some you know the old thing, you gotta you gotta fight fire with fire. We've got to. I'm not saying we need to go in there and inhumanely take these people out, but we need to take them out. Hmm. And that's that. There, that that. Well, you end of story. A lot of people agree with you. I mean, this is this has got to be a met a time when there's no more uh, getting along with these people because they've no. they've proven that they're not going to get along. Their their charter that they wrote down calls for the elimination of Israel. And like somebody said yesterday, when your enemy uh, states that they want you dead, believe them. Believe them. Yeah, and if they say they want you dead, you don't have to actually give them. Like I said, yeah, you know, let them know that they got an ultimatum. See, my my gut is there is no ultimatums anymore. You just sit there and go, okay, that's it. Uh, I would I would I would end all press conferences, and I would just do well, what I, think, I had to I do. I think Israel's going to do that. I get the I get the impression that any moment now, uh, you're going to hear that uh, they have entered into Gaza. And and they're going to level the place. I believe that when when all is said and done, uh, the Gaza Strip will have no more buildings. No, you know, it's going to be devastation. I mean, I hope to God, well, the good people get out of that country, because I don't think the Israelis are going to stop. You know, by treaty, we don't use them anymore or have them deployed anywhere anymore but we we used to have these short-range tactical nukes you know that were tactical nukes israel's got them and we've been stockpiling weapons in israel for 50 years in in the case of uh, a day like this a time like this would happen now i'm sure that iran has got nukes or some of the other sides of india's got nukes you know and uh, i'm sure they got allies that have them or the, like the so said su- a suitcase bomb but I wouldn't be surprised if the um, the the tactical nukes somehow don't fly somewhere, somewhere. I, way, I can't see Israel using nukes because that is a step too far. I mean, th- that would be a uh, a disaster on the world stage. People would say Israel nuked the Gaza Strip. I do see them. I do see them using weapons like the Moab. The mother of all bombs, you know, we we used the Moab well, they're, they're during the Iraqi War, and and I'm sure they have them. I'm sure they have them. I still say a nuke is going to fly. I don't say Israel's going to fly it. I'm just saying something's going to fly over there that is going to be deadly, and it doesn't matter who flies it. And to me, at this joint uh, point in time, there is death and destruction going on there. So, boy, Bill, if 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 that happens, that brings this whole uh, war to a different level. You're going to see uh, other countries entering. You may see uh, Lebanese uh, troops. You're going to may see Iraqi troops. Uh, they've already said that I, they're going to. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then what happens? We get involved because, because Israel is an ally. I don't. I don't think we can handle multiple fronts right now because we're giving all of our equipment to the Ukraine. Right. We yeah. And what we're giving to Israel was has been stockpiled there. They've already done. We don't. We'll give munitions. When are we going to have munitions to defend ourselves? I mean, if you got a gun at home, go buy ammunition. Hey, um, absolutely. Stock up. You you just nailed it. If you have a weapon. Get more ammo for your family, you and your family. Immediately. Right now. Immediately. If yeah. you don't have a weapon, go get one. 
go get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, uh, you may say, well, isn't that kind of dramatic, Jim? I mean, wh- why would I need a web? Trust me, these are times that we've never seen before. We've never lived in a time like this. I mean, we had the Civil War. That was a different time. And th- during the Civil War, uh, the troops fought against each other. But, you know, th- there were in some of the battles, they had people, civilians, go out and watch it like they were watching a play. Right. You know, and, and, I mean, it, it was a different time. It's right now, if we have a war now, I'm afraid that it's going to be on our front, too. You're going to find it in the United States. Bill said we were protected before. Absolutely. We were protected by the oceans. We were protected by our borders that that were easily guarded when we had a secure border. But we don't have that anymore. Yeah, you wanted to fly a missile over, we can detect that. But now you don't need to fly that missile over. You can walk right into this country and get all the materials you need or probably walk across with a suitcase bomb. Yeah. And don't forget about that train of, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the ammonium nitrate. That, oh, my uh, God. We, we, we talked about this how many, how many months ago, Bill? Six months ago? Six, seven months ago, and it's still out there, never found. Yep. People who are new to the show are saying, what are you talking about? Uh, several months ago, uh, we had 60,000 pounds, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate stolen off a train. They've never found it. Yeah. It's gone. And I mean, it took a barrel of it, a barrel. That's not yeah. even uh, that's not even close to a ton. And, um, uh, you know, it took out the Murrow building and yeah. things for blocks around and killed Countless people. Yeah, uh, that was back in the nineties, and um, and I believe this is weapons grade, isn't it? This is not just fertilizer. This is I mean, this is weapons, grade. the high grade stuff, and then you got the rocket fuel too. Yeah, that that's missing. And boy, t- talk about a igniter for that. Uh, no telling what. You, well, Man. you know what? You, if you got the rocket fuel, and you got the ammonium nitrate, do you not have the elements to uh, uh, a rocket? Yeah, you know, do-it-yourself rockets here. Yep. You know, Ed Markey is a senator from a state that you're visiting right now, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in trouble. Yeah, he uh, was at a pro-Israel rally yesterday, but he made the uh, unfortunate mistake of suggesting that uh, there should be peace. People should uh, stop all the fighting. Listen, here's what he said, and here's the reaction to what he said. Listen. There must be a de-escalation of the current violence. The United States should... We... Let's just say it went over like a pregnant pole vaulter, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, not a good move, Ed. Even in uh, in liberal Massachusetts. Uh, you know, Harvard University, uh, a whole bunch of their different organizations came out in support of Hamas. Yeah. Which I find mind-boggling. You know, all my life, these universities talked about peace. You know, when I was a kid... Harvard was like a big anti-war school, man. Like uh, they were gifted people who could see what was the real right thing to be doing. And uh, the real right thing was not to be at war. So now here they are 50, 60 years later, and they're promoting Hamas who, yeah. who terrorize people and kill children and women. Yeah. 
I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, where, where's the flower in your hair or out of the butt of your rifle? I mean, where's yeah. all that peace and love generation? You know, yeah, you're right. I'm up in the uh, the Boston area. As a matter of fact, um, this where I'm sitting is right on the line. And actually, I'm in Cambridge right now. Mm-hmm. But if I stand up and walk to the other side of the desk and go over there to uh, the counter bar, uh, I'm in Boston. Yeah, you probably but, have more checkpoints in your apartment than you do on the border of the United States. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. boy, who knows? I'm telling you. Oh, it, it, yeah, this place sits in a weird place. But, yeah, it's right there on that line. So Another interesting thing, Bill, listen to this. Just as millions of Americans are becoming more concerned about the open border due to the uh, terrorism in Israel— mm-hmm. A teacher and an illegal immigrant have been busted for what basically amounts to arms trafficking. An illegal immigrant is involved with arms trafficking. Now, doesn't that make you think, hmm, uh, why would an illegal immigrant who is supposed to be here for to better himself, to, to get a new job and a new life, he comes over here, and one of the first things he does is, is start to look for weapons. What does that say? Hmm. Uh, and, and it's a high school teacher, too, you know. Yeah, well, you know, our education system is another uh, another entire show and debate to talk about. Boy, isn't that hey, the did truth? You, did you hear about uh, our buddy, uh, you know, uh, Romney and Paul Ryan? They've uh, formed this, I guess— Right, uh, right uh, party. They want to infuse new blood into the GOP, and I'm like going, these are the good wrong luck. guys. Yeah, good luck with that. Paul Ryan and and uh, Mitt Romney. Uh, yeah. You you gotta yeah. you gotta shake well, your well, head when you hear that. So far, they got Nikki that's going to show up, Christie that's going to show up, Pence and uh, Bergen. Boy, this sounds like the debates all over again. That, that's not new blood. No, that's. That 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 is rejected blood that nobody wants. That's the wrong. You know, Chris Christie. Nobody's taking him seriously. Really, they got he has a, a, a minute uh, figure of, of supporters. I mean, he's got like three percent, maybe. Uh, That's good. If Mike, he's got three. Mike Pence. He seems to be walking around uh, in disbelief that he's not being. Uh, largely supported, you know. He he he, he can't. He's now he's getting also a little nasty too. He's he's going after Trump more directly now. Mm-hmm. The guy who gave him the biggest break of his political career. I mean, I, uh, you know, he's he's just uh, unbelievable. And you know, Mike, it isn't the fact that Trump hasn't done anything to you. Trump hasn't. He's been actually kind of gracious and kind. When asked about you, even on the political trail, he said basically nice things about you. I've always been amazed by that. But the fact of the matter is, the reason why you have such low numbers is the people out here, the the great unwashed, realize what you did during the elections in, in 2020. You had an opportunity to do the right thing, and instead you did the politically correct thing to uh, and that's that was all we needed to see. You're done. You're not the odds of you being a, a big political star again. Uh, forget it. You might be a fly trainer, you know, because we saw how flies were attracted to your forehead. But that's about it. Uh, anyway, you uh, 
<laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was, I was the the fly thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? If if there was one of those kind of shows, he would be the star for. Yeah, it's true. You know, Britt Hume was on uh, with uh, Brett Bear. I don't watch the show anymore because mm. they have been a major disappointment over the last three or four years. But I got this uh, off the web this morning. Uh, Britt Hume was asked about the difference between Biden's policies in the Middle East and uh, in the border and and Trump's. Listen, here's the former president uh, speaking about the reaction to all of this. We reduced the Iranian economy and I withdrew from the disastrous Iran nuclear deal, imposed the toughest ever sanctions on the regime. Joe Biden undid it. He undid it all and gave billions and billions of dollars to the world's top sponsor of terror, tossing Israel to the bloodthirsty terrorists and jihadists. Brit, is he wrong? He's not wrong about that. And whatever you think of Donald Trump and however you feel about him, uh, does not mean that uh, the policies that he adopted on our border, on Israel's border, and in the Middle East, we're not preferable to the mess we've got now. And you see, you know, Tony Blinken, and maybe U.S. intelligence doesn't back up what the Wall Street Journal is reporting, but I, be- I believe it, what the Wall Street Journal is reporting, and it means that not only do we have to recalibrate our attitude toward Israelis and Palestinians, but we need to stop the fantasy that we can do business with an honorable re- Islamic regime. There is no such thing. That's true. That's true. There is no such thing. As an honorable Islamic regime. There, there's not such a thing. It's going to be interesting, though, to see how all of this pans out, if it's going to go south, further south, or mm-hmm. if uh, Biden's going to, you know, come in with his smooth tones and massage it over, which obviously he has no... Isn't it awful? I, and I would imagine I'm not alone with this feeling, but every day I wonder, am I going to hear on the news that some major crisis has developed in one of our American cities, there's been an outbreak or an attack or an explosion of some kind. I'm almost expecting the violence in this country. The kickback from what just happened in Israel has got to happen here. And I'm, I'm still of the contention. We are about to hear something earth shattering and devastating. And what will we do if something bad happens here? A building gets blown up. Uh, somebody goes into uh, a mall or a store and takes out, mm-hmm. or you know what? Maybe the maybe those things that we just talked about, you know, the the rocket fuel and the yeah and the fertilizer all come together and uh, end up in um, some bombs well placed that take out massive amounts of people, American citizens, and whether it's under the name of BLM or uh, Hamas. Uh, what are we going to do? Because then that means we've been attacked, and we once are, once we're attacked in our soil, the gloves it, come off. You know, yeah. The, yep. the, do we declare war? Will can Joe declare war, or is he beholden? It has to be Congress. Home? Congress has to do it. Really? Well, uh, will they declare war? And uh, well, what will we do? Well, right now they have their hands full with this selecting a new speaker. It, it you know all this stuff. You got to shake your head and go. Wait a second. The Middle East has blown up just as we're looking for a new speaker, just as Joe Biden is being deposed for two days about mm. uh, those secret documents that were in his garage. All of this stuff, it just seems like too much of a coincidence. But uh, yeah. another we thing, We go Bo, to war, though. We go to war. Uh, with, with world attention riveted on Israel, uh, battling fiercely to repel you know, Hamas and Hezbollah. 
little notice is being paid to the setbacks Ukraine is suffering at the hands of the Russian forces. Uh, Not only does Ukraine face a significant reduction in Western military aid in the coming months, but Ukrainian forces are being pushed back steadily towards the Dnieper River. I I heard someone say that if you look at the map uh, from a year ago, the Ukrainian Mm -hmm. map a year ago where the forces were, where the fighting was taking place, and if you look at a map now, you can put one on top of the other and it's almost identical, which means... Over the course of a year, with all the money that we've spent, with all the equipment we've given them, we've the bullets, nothing. Of, nothing has been gained. Yep. So, yeah, and there you go. And, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, we could be going to war, and if we go to war, uh, can Congress sit there and impeach uh, a president if uh, we are in war and things are frozen in place? Well, I guess you can impeach a president at any time, uh, but would you impeach a president in wartime? Probably not. And I think those in power in Washington know this. You know, this goes back to how much did they know about what was going to happen in the Middle East before it happened? I mean, we've, we one of the first things you and I talked about was what happened with uh, Mossad, uh, or the IDF, the Israeli Defense, uh, IDL, I guess, Israeli Defense League, or uh, f- or force, or whatever it is, IDF. Uh, what about our own CIA? Uh, you know, why did we miss this? Or did we miss this? Did they know, hey, it's about to blow up in the Middle East, what do you want to do? Did somebody say, do nothing? Yeah, Let it well, happen? When, when they find it out, the chain of command goes all the way to to the top. So did Joe know? Probably so. Did he, was he cognitive enough to realize what was going on? Well, now that remains to be seen, but the end result is we probably knew something, but either the, the, the word didn't filter up or it filtered up and we did nothing. And then if we've done nothing, why did we do nothing? Yeah. Well, I, I guess we'll find out in time. I think we'll find out in time, although we thought that we'd find out what really happened uh, on uh, in November of uh, 1963, and we're still waiting to get answers on on that, you know, the assassination of our president. We, th- we were sure that we'd get the details in the subsequent uh, months, but that never happened. You know, we got the Warren report, but that's another story for another show. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do wonder whether... Uh, they had an idea that this was going to happen and they just let it happen. That would be the consummate evil. That would mean that we were complicit in these, uh, the deaths of these people. If we knew that people were going to be killed in the Middle East and we just allowed it to happen, that's like pulling the trigger in my mind. You know? Yeah, but we probably won't know in our lifetime, Jim. It's going to be, uh, unless something drastically changes in the administration in the White House, yeah. we are not going to know. Um, you know, we didn't mention it yesterday. You know whose birthday it was yesterday? Whose? Uh, well, I mean, an American patriot that was killed uh, by the left, uh, you know, in a staged coup uh, that was actually staged by the Democrats, uh, January 6th, Ashley Babbitt. Oh, that's right. She would have been 38 years old yesterday. Yeah. 38. 
Unbelievable. And, you know, we've forgotten. And so we've got that Carrie Lake in the news. She Boy, uh, announced her run. Bill, didn't they try to make her into a villain, the left? Carrie, uh, not Carrie, like uh, Ashley Babbitt. They tried to make her into a villain. They tried to make it like the guy was justified in shooting her. Okay, was she armed? Absolutely not. She was pulling people away from the door that they were pounding on. So she was an unarmed patriot. Uh, you 14 know, year she, veteran in the, in the U S air force, 14 yeah. year veteran, uh, and, uh, had, uh, had a lot of life to look forward to. Yeah. She was there at the rally that was, became the insurrection, but you know, we already know that the FBI wrote the insurrection papers and it was to plant on Trump and make it look like him, but it was the Democrats that did all this Schumer and Pelosi and shift. You know, yeah, let's get these guys back in there again because they're doing a hell of a job. And that Capitol Police hell... Officer Bill was, uh, you know, you know how he was, he was punished. Acquitted. Yeah, yeah, nothing. No, he got a he had a promotion. They yeah. made it. They they promoted him from lieutenant to captain. The guy oh, yeah. got a promotion, and he was on with Lester Holt on NBC News doing an interview, and he was talking about how he would do it again. How he would he do shot it again. his target. Yeah, he was given a target to shoot, and he got it. I mean, if everything Amazing. was staged, which we know it was, that was murder. Ashley, yeah, that was murder, cold-blooded murder. And you got to wonder who gave him the order to do it. And if we could ever find that out, you got to take him, and you got to lock him up and let him know that his life is going to the gallows, and he will sing like a canary. And any any name he sings, you got to sit there and take him and pull him aside. Boy, and I bet you Nancy's name is in there. You know, and I bet you, they don't you talk know. about the fact that Trump days, I think weeks before the actual January 6th uh, protest, uh, he had s said, we need troops. And Nancy Pelosi said, no, Turned we it don't. Down. It would give the wrong impression. It would give the wrong impression. She turned them away. Uh, yeah. So what was the wrong impression? Yeah, because then it would, uh, it would, it would have blocked everything that happened. And how can, how been, can one person, Bill, on the left who supports uh, what the Capitol Police did and what the left did on January 6th, how, how can they possibly uh, look at that fact and still believe that it was an insurrection and that Trump was a part of it? Trump offered troops to protect the Capitol. Can you imagine... Just, just imagine in your mind, twenty thousand troops stationed around the perimeter of the uh, Capitol lawn. I mean, right down by the fence. Put the fence up, all around the Capitol, and then behind the fence have soldiers with weapons. Do you think people would have gotten in? To the, do you, do you hmm. think people would have wanted to get in? It, it would have been a whole different situation. Nancy Pelosi, in my mind, uh, was part of the big reason that happened. Of course, she oh, yeah. also she also had her daughter there videotaping. Of course. Making a documentary. Why was that? Mm. So, anyway. A lot of, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of questions and uh, we won't we won't get the answers anytime soon unless something drastic happens, but I I I still kind of feel that this uh, Israeli uh, war that's going on um I think we knew about it. I think we saw it building, but uh, hmm. I I think um, what's happening is part of a big master agenda. And even Hamas might not even realize that they're players in a bigger game. 
I think we'll be talking about this for a while. Unlike a lot of stories, mm -hmm. I think this story is going to go on for a while because I think it's going to escalate. But I also think that they're going to sit there. It's going to overshadow everything. It's going to shadow Hunter Biden. It's going to shadow, overshadow anything with Joe so they can manipulate and make things go away for him. They can manipulate and make things bury Trump because that's ultimately what they've wanted to do. And they're going to try because they legally got no hold on them. They say they do, but they don't. If they would have, they would have done something a long time ago. But yeah. they can't because they have no legal course. Just Trust like me, folks. Honest to God, expect that at some point between now and the election, one of these liberal judges will find Trump guilty of something. It's going to happen. Not that he is guilty, mind you. Just look at the fathead that is uh, doing the Letitia James case. Look at that doofus who was laughing in the courtroom and looks more like uh, he should be doing uh, uh, some you know, uh, stupid commercial with an emu. I mean, this guy is absolutely uh, incompetent, yet he is dedicated to being a, a leftist. And he will probably, no matter what the evidence proves, he probably will find Trump guilty of something. Mind you, Trump will, in the long run, I believe, will be exonerated of all charges when they get to serious courts, uh, appeals courts down the road. All they want to do is prevent him from running. But there are people with so much hate that they want to go beyond that. They want to sit there and have his head on a stick for all the liberals to cheer and howl and hoot and holler. And you know what? If you're one of those Democrats, you're not a patriot. You're not for democracy. You're not a Christian. Mark my <laughs> words. No matter what happens to Trump uh, legally between now and the election, I believe he's going to win. I, I, if they find him guilty in five courts between now and, and um, election time, I, I think the people know what the story is. I think his uh, supporters, and I think they're, they're in the tens of millions, I think they're going to vote for him. And I think he's going to be the president, whether the left likes it or not. And I think uh, the left kind of knows that right now. That's why you hear Hillary saying we all need to be deprogrammed and sent away to camps. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds like desperation to me. They can't figure out how to stop this guy. He just keeps going on like the ever-ready bunny. And uh, anyway, Bill, I think we've done it. It's uh, a little over our time. Uh, if you are interested in saying hello, our number is 833 538-7868-833-538-7868. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and jimandbill at mail.com. We got you covered every which way but loose. Loose. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day today. I, I know that the news is just going to get uh, more depressing because it's going to escalate. This is going to be a serious war, I'm afraid in the Middle East. Yeah. Oh, by the way, correct one thing. I said I was on the Boston-Cambridge uh, line. Belmont-Cambridge line is where. But it runs right through the middle sure. of the place. So. I, you know, Boston-Belmont. Uh, they all start with Bs, I know. Yeah, yeah. New England yes. uh, area. Yeah, whatever, whatever. You know, you know what I have to say about that? All of this? Well, tell me, what, what do you have to say about all of well, this? Well, the top of my mind right now is, hasta la vista, baby! Hey, we're out of here!
the voice of freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? 